Welcome to the official podcast of The Mixed Church with Pastor Marcus England. We exist to help people move from their past to passion and purpose, a full life in Jesus Christ. For more information about The Mix and other resources, you can download The Mixed Church app or visit us online at themixedchurch.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the message. We've been talking about breakthrough and breakthrough is the movement of something being stuck from where it is to it breaking to where it needs to be. And the Bible says we take captive what? Every stronghold, anything in our life that is not like God, anything that takes us off focus, we're doing what? We're pulling down the strongholds. So right now, God, we're asking you to move in our midst. Have your way in this place. Remove any blockage that keeps us from hearing what your word has to say today. Remove anything that distracts us from what your word has to say today. Father, we are believing that you are moving right now. And so we are attentive. We don't want to be like Martha right now, busy doing stuff we want to be like mary sitting at your feet hearing what you must say unto the church for we love you we honor you and we thank you in jesus name we say can somebody say amen amen god bless you all musicians thank you guys so much i am so grateful to be in the house of the lord today and i don't know about you but i am excited that god would allow me to see another day another moment another opportunity just excuse me one second i'm gonna take this off of me and uh ask someone to get that for me thank you so much this is an opportunity for us to recognize that god is in the place that we are uh, at a space where the presence of the lord is here and we need god's presence in order for breakthrough to take place in our lives today i want to let you know is that we've been in a series we're on week four of breakthrough and i don't know how many of you've been blessed but you can put some hand emojis up put some heart emojis uh in the chat i would love to be able to know has this series been a blessing to you can i tell you that it's been a blessing to me there have been some things that i've been asking god for Lord, I need a breakthrough. God, I need you to do some things in me and with me and through me. And I need breakthrough to take place in my life. You know, sometimes the idea is that the enemy has gotten us so comfortable with where we are that we don't even notice that the strongholds of our life have become the comforts of our past. And I'm here today to let you know that God is pulling you out of what you used to do. Can can I tell somebody today that you are comfortable where you are and God is pulling you out of what you thought you knew to where you need to be today and he's speaking new life into you. And here I want to say this for the Christian Christians. Don't get too comfortable for what you think God knows and what you think God can do. The Bible says there's some things that he can do in you and with you that no mind has conceived, no ear has heard and no and 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 and, and it says uh, no no ear no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has conceived the things that God has for those who love them. And so I'm here today to let you know is that God's trying to do some new things. Get off your old path and get on a new track because he has some
some things in store for you, but it's going to take somebody to break free of some things. You got to break free of some old ways, some old directives, some old senses of confidence. Can I tell you, you've got to what? Humble yourself. Can we, can, can we say that? We got to humble ourselves in order for breakthrough to take place. And here's why. Because in order for breakthrough to take place, y'all, it means that we've got to uproot some of the things that used to be. It means that we've got to break free from some of the things that kept us in one directional point and one direction of a way. And, and, and so today I'm here to talk about uh, joy. Anybody know about they need joy sometimes? Anybody know in this present age, joy can be hard to find you're looking for joy. You've been searching for joy. You, you're watching the news. You're seeing what's happening in the political arena. You're looking on TV. You're watching the, the killings and, and, and you're seeing the harsh hearts of people of the world. And it's hard to find joy. And can I tell you today that joy just doesn't come because you want it. Joy is something that you've got to find yourself determined to receive. Joy is not a feeling, it's a focus. It's a way of streaming your mind and your thought process. And it's the, the idea and understanding that joy is something that I need. And I'm going to talk about joy today. Can I talk about joy? Because oftentimes we, we talk about so many things that are going to bring freedom. But a lot of times we're missing the joy that God wants in our life. We no longer smile again because the smiling is the result of, of a sense of joy. And, and joy is, uh, I want to say, this initially is not predicated on your circumstance the joy that God is offering today goes beyond your circumstance and and I think about joy and the question I ask today is what blocks your joy that's the title of the message today what's blocking your joy What's in the way of you walking in the freedom that God has for you? What is in the way of you enjoying the life that God has called and purposed you to? What's blocking your joy today? Is it a possibility that we block our own joy looking for it to come from things that will never fulfill us? Joy today, I tell you. Joy is something that I'm looking forward to. And I think about blockage. Anybody ever, ever, ever found themselves? One time I was, I was vacuuming, you know, because I, I, I do housework. I just want to let everybody know I am uh, a man that is able to clean. My mama taught me well. You know that? Your mama taught you well. I had something called chores. If y'all know about those things, chores were on Saturdays. It, it, it determined what you did for the rest of your weekend. Chores told you if you were going to go out to the movies with your friends or if you were going to stay home and watch TV all night long. Chores were the determining point of the freedom or slavery you had in your house. And so I, I, I know how to do chores. I know how to clean it. And I was vacuuming one day. And I, 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 there's something about vacuuming because vacuuming gives you an immediate response of product. What it does is, is it, when you begin to vacuum, when you see 
what looks like dirt or anything that should not be on your carpet or your floor. When you vacuum, the expectation is that it goes away. Anybody know about that? And, and if you're really honest about it, can I, can I be real? If you ever have seen someone vacuum, anybody ever notice you stare at a person while they vacuum to make sure that they get everything up? You ever watch somebody vacuum? you like, yeah, right there. You missed the spot. You know, like, hey, I got this. But I was, I was vacuuming. And as I was vacuuming on the carpet, you ever notice there's this piece that seems to not get up like it's supposed to. And, and you go over it multiple times, but it leaves it there. Or the brush picks it up, but then it puts it back. Anybody, anybody know about that? And, and, and the complication with the vacuum cleaner is, is that you know if it's not pulling like it's supposed to, you're going to have to go to the bottom of the vacuum cleaner. I come from the bag days of vacuum cleaners. This bagless feature is nothing but the blessings of God. But I come from the bag days of vacuum cleaners where when you vacuum, you have to unzip in the back of that thing and, and, and get a little dirt on your hands and take that thing out. You understand what I'm saying, Kim? And so I, I know about vacuuming. And so, so I, when I was going over a certain spot, what came out to me is that the thing that I needed to come up, it didn't come up like it was supposed to. I went over the spot. It looked like it disappeared. When I went back over it, it fell back on there. And something kept telling me this thing isn't picking up like it's supposed to. Oftentimes, in life, we are looking for results. And because we have small moments of pleasure, we, we, we consider that to be joy and we consider that to be happiness. But the truth of the matter is that we're only experiencing a momentary satisfaction. And what I understand is, is as I continue to vacuum, can I tell you, I was, I was looking and I said, man, there's something to this. And two thoughts came to my mind because, again, I, I'm an 80s kid. You got to flip it over. You got to undo the whole vacuum cleaner, either figure out if it's the belt or something is wrong with the suction. And the first thing that I said is I don't want it to be the belt and... And then I thought about it. I was like, I don't even know if this has a belt. You know what I mean? Like I had to, I had to remember what kind of vacuum cleaner I was dealing with. And, and, and then I got to, to, to the next portion and I started tracing the line of where the suction gets into the compartment where it dumps the dirt. And I started chasing through. I was looking, and as I traced through the, the piping, what I started to notice was that there was a section that was blocked. There was a section that in the vacuum cleaner wasn't getting because the expectation of what I saw on the ground versus what I saw inside of the vacuum cleaner wasn't measuring it up. And I was saying to myself, Something is blocking this. 
Something's blocking what's supposed to be going into the right direction because, see, what happens when there's a blockage, it means that things stay and they don't go to where they're supposed to go and they don't empty out to where they're supposed to empty out. And what they do is stay where they are. And, I, and so I had to find out, and it was, you know, a little see-through vacuum cleaner. So I go through and I look, and, and I see the piping, and I said, okay. And what happened was there was a misalignment that was taking place with the function of what was inside the vacuum cleaner. Here's the thing. There was no problem with the outside. There was a problem on the inside. And that blockage on the inside caused the things on the outside to seem like they were greater than what they were. As we looked at it, I, I went in two because you got to go inside in order to make sure. And when I went inside, it means that I had to break some things apart. I had to disconnect some things, which means some dirt fell back out, which means oftentimes when I'm dealing with things that block my joy, I've got to go in and break some things which could get my hands dirty. And I, it means I could unravel some stuff that I had tucked away but I had to start unraveling it and I got a little dirt on my hands but I really had to get into the compartment and what I had to do is bring alignment from what the suction area was until the filter place where the dirt was supposed to go and oftentimes we think it's the whole issue of the whole vacuum but there's just an inside alignment issue. And sometimes we've got an inward alignment issue that doesn't allow for us to be able to receive the joy. And so we're walking around with the stresses of life on our shoulders and on our back. What we don't understand is that when misalignment is happening on the inside, I cannot process the mess that's supposed to get dumped. It stays on the inside and creates blockage. So guess what? Nothing that is outward can come inward. So I had to stick my hand, my finger, pull it, push it, take it through, and I had to align it back properly. And once I unclogged it, I started to see it would flow well. How many times in life have we found ourselves that there was supposed to be a situation, a moment, a, a, an issue that we were supposed to get over. But because of misalignment on the inside, it got stuck. And where we found ourselves is at a place where we did not get to experience what God had called for us to experience. Misalignment can keep a lot of things from happening. Misalignment can keep a lot of things from taking place. And so my question today is what is blocking your alignment with God? 
What's blocking your alignment so that you can operate in the joy of the Holy Ghost, that you can operate in the spirit of God and receive this joy that makes you smile when no one else understands why you're smiling and they're looking at your situation and they're comparing where you are to what you're expressing and they don't get it why you are still happy because you're saying even though things may be filthy and messy in my life, God is prosperous processing it and taking it to the right place and because it doesn't get stuck God is eventually going to take that mess and throw it out one of the things that I notice is that when we're missing joy anybody know you start to get tired when life hits you and your mind gets overworked. Anybody know when, 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 when things begin to weigh heavy on you? Anybody start to get a little tired? Anybody know you start to stay in the bed a little bit longer than you used to? Anybody know the, the alarm clock, you hit it a couple of more times than you know you should hit it? Anybody know that now you're scrambling for time because you, you, you felt good yesterday? You left out, you did your walk, you went to the gym, you, you did it, you got your latte. But when life begins to hit you, it seems like it drains everything out of you that it can. Feel like you can't get up. It feels like you, you're stuck where you are. It feels like life is just too heavy to weigh on. And you're just trying to figure out if I could just get up for a moment. If I could just figure out where I am. If I could just get up and get some strength. The problem is, is that our joy has become contingent on our circumstances. And there's something about not allowing your joy to take you through your circumstance that you lose all the strength that lies inside of you but in Nehemiah chapter 8 verses 9 through 10 after Nehemiah has been a part of the construction of the wall of Jerusalem it says in verse 8 9 and 10 they started reading the word of God because everything that they had was built on God. And they understood that in order to really have more than just a renovation take place, but to truly build again, they had to get back to the foundation. Can I tell you today, some of us have got to go back to the foundation. I, you know, I don't want to be stuck in something and I don't, I don't want to find myself, you know, being religious. No, it's not religion. You need God's word again inside of you. And the Bible says they, they began to read the word of God. And they said they stood for hours. Hours. As Ezra read God's word. And there's something about when you hear the word of God. That it begins to remind you of how great he is. And how grateful we need to be. And the Bible says they begin to read, Ezra begin to read it, and they fell on their knees and begin to praise God. But this says, it says this in verse 9, it says, And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy 
to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people wept as they heard the words of the Lord. It says, then he said to them, go your way. Eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord. The last verse, he says this, and do not be grieved. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. <laughs> For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The reason why the enemy takes your strength because he knows when he takes your strength, you become vulnerable to attack. Anybody know you're at your weakest when you're tired? You're more susceptible to irritation. You all know how it works. You're more susceptible to ignoring people. You know when you're tired. Anybody know when you're real tired? Somebody can call you. You can look at the phone and say, not today. Not picking it up. Not, not dealing with it. Not, not even looking at it. I'm not dealing with it because what it is is our strength is taken away from us. So we lose our ability to impact and to talk and connect with people and to connect with who we are. And so on the day where the sun is shining, it's been like that this week. Y'all know you've been wanting to go out. You've been wanting to go to the gym. But just three weeks ago when the snow was on the ground and you was hitting like it was supposed to, you had no energy. You had no might. Your brain was down. You needed rest. But all of a something, there's something about the lights. That brings an awareness in who you are. There's something about the light that brings a sense of energy. And that's what the enemy loves to do. He loves to keep us in darkness, in isolation. He loves to keep us in the place where we can't find our joy. Because when it's a dark moment, you start searching for things around the sea. Where is my joy? And as I search, he tries to take the strength out because he says, if you can't find your joy, you'll stay where you are. We're most vulnerable when we're at our weakest. It's easy to take advantage of someone when they're off their game. It's easy to take advantage of someone when when they're not thinking straight. I remember as a kid, I would pick the perfect time to ask my dad, could I do something? Is when they were asleep or in the bed. Because you know the answer wasn't fully always thought through. It was more of like, can you just leave me alone? I'll do what, hey, can I order? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just go. Can I have friends? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just what? Go. And oftentimes, that's what we do in our life. The enemy catches us at our weakest point. It's when we're tired and we lack the strength 
to be able to continue. That's why he depraves you of your joy. Because he wants to make sure you don't have strength enough to fight back. I think the opportunity of what he's saying is, is if I can get you at your weak point, I can get you constantly over and over. That's why you must have the joy of the Lord. A simple enough generic joy doesn't keep you long enough to fight the battles that you don't have the strength to fight. A generic joy comes with the understanding that I need something else to be the motivating factor that I keep this joy. Because if I keep this joy and, 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 and I don't have something else to help supply it, I, I tend to lose my process and I need something to give me joy. Here is the problem. There is nothing on this earth that can give you the joy that satisfies you throughout all your stuff. There is no joy that is greater enough to be able to sustain you when you don't feel like it. That's why you need the joy of the Lord. He says the joy of the Lord is what your strength. Your strength is in God. The further you're away from God, the weaker you are to fight. The weaker you are to fight the more depressed you live out life. The more depressed you live out life, the less you fulfill any purpose that God has set in your corner. And the more that you have filled yourself with things that are not adequate enough to give you the joy is the more you set yourself up for a longevity of brokenness. How do you break through the moments where you cannot even understand why you are where you are. You've lost some of your joy. Oftentimes, I haven't found myself in the place where I'm willing to maintain the joy that God gives me. And so outside of his presence, I'm trying to find joy in people and things and money and places. And I can't find it. That's why you always see an alter ego of me because my joy is not sustainable and certain things give me certain levels of joy. But God's joy is always consistent. Anybody know about this? Can, can I just tell you this? I, I, I got to be honest with y'all. I am not the greatest person in the mornings yet. I'm not the greatest person in the mornings yet. When I walk into the office, I have a very, very, very happy EA. And, and she, Danielle, is, hey, how are you? Good morning. And I'm coming in like, yeah, morning, get it. Yeah, you're happy. I am too. It's just not expressed on my face. Anybody know about that? Yeah. It's just not expressed on my face the way that uh, we, we want to be able to see it. It's not expressed in the way that I, I, you think it should be expressed. And, and so 
I, 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 I oftentimes come in and I'm, I'm just in a place because if you've been on the last 21 days of prayer plus, God has been sharing things in our hearts and sharing things in our spirits. And so sometimes I come in the office just with so much laid on my heart before our Monday all staff meeting. And I'm just looking at God saying, Lord, you're so good. But here's the thing. I'm no longer looking for a joy that's just expressed on my face because sometimes that's a false joy. But I have a joy that continues always. It's a joy that doesn't leave me. That It's a joy that can speak to my heart, whether it's in the morning or in the afternoon. I got a joy. How do you know? Because there's fruit from my joy. But the Bible lets me know that one of the fruits of the spirit is joy. Joy is not a fruit. I mean, joy is not an emotion. It's a fruit. It's a byproduct of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. So it doesn't always look like my facial makeup. But here's the thing is that when I have the joy of the Lord, I'm able to sustain when things go wrong and when things go right. I'm able to stay with God and not leave his presence because there's something that didn't agree with what I wanted to do. And God changed the plans. That's the difference between your generic joy and the joy of the Lord. Why? Because I have a sustainability that God is still with me. I'm not giving up i'm not quitting i'm not losing out i'm not walking away why because the joy of the lord is keeping uh, my strength it doesn't matter if i feel like going to the gym i go why because i understand strength is still being built even when i don't even feel like it the joy of the lord is my strength people oftentimes ask you how you feeling ah i'm i'm not feeling good i'm and sometimes Honestly, I'm not feeling it, but I no longer live life on how I feel it. It stopped being Kim about how I feel and I've made a decision. It's going to be about what he says. It's going to be about who he says I am. So I, I wanted to talk to you this morning so that you can get your joy back. So your heart can smile. So you, you don't have to fake it every time and you don't have to make it up and, and you don't have to lie. I'm not feeling good today. I don't feel connected, but I'm not giving up. It's not a mirage of something that doesn't exist. It's a determined mindset of who I'm going to be. Joy says what? I'm focused, not emotional. I'm making the call based on what I know, not what I feel. I have the understanding that this too will pass because I understand my God is a God of seasons. See, my joy rests inside of me. It's not outwardly. What I see outwardly will come in, filter through, and get thrown out because I understand in his joy, in God's presence, I've got joy. Point number one, joy is in God's presence. The Bible says in Psalm 16, 11, you have shown me the path to life and you make me glad by being near to me. Sitting at your right side, I will always be 
joyful. Here's the difference. You have to make a decision to live in the presence of God. For in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Here's where your joy gets disconnected. Our joy gets disconnected when we get disconnected from God. That's why the enemy is so grand on you not having a prayer life, not reading God's word, and lack the spirit of worship. Because in his presence, there's his joy. The Bible also lets me know that in his presence, I can find truth and freedom. I can understand who I am and what God is saying about who I am. And I don't have to feel my way through life. No one has ever told me in the Bible that it says, feel your way through life. The Bible lets me know that there's already a book with my name that has a written plan for who I am and what God has called and created me to do. So I've got to recognize that if he wants what's best for me and he wants everything that is right for me, then just because I'm going through a season, my joy lets me know that being in his presence gives me a sense of understanding that I don't have to quit because of how things look. Here's the problem that oftentimes we forget who we are with and connected with. Anybody know that there are certain people that you just kind of know when you're with them, everything is going to be all right. You know, when you're connected with them, you don't have to worry. You know, you're connected with them. You're not wavering about where you are. There are just certain things that you just, you relax on. There's certain areas that are in his presence. We find ourselves at a place where we can receive God's hand and help. My question to you is, are you tossing and turning because you don't have his joy? Are you tossing and turning at night because you forgot this joy of the Lord is my strength and and I'm so restless and I'm so anxious. Can you understand that we need to have the joy that puts us at peace and gives us a heart of, guess what? It doesn't matter what happens. I'm in him and he is in me. The Bible lets us know as we're reading in scripture, Mark chapter four, it says Jesus was on the boat. And it says there was a terrible storm that was taking place. And the Bible says he was at the bottom of the ship, sleep. Come on, anybody know about sleeping through this? Has your life produced a spiritual walk that allows you to rest even while you're in the storm? Or are you busy up calling everybody for advice, looking 
for enough YouTube moments to get you through motivational speaks? Are you putting enough things on Instagram that you can get enough likes so people can hit you back and tell you, yeah, I feel you, man. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, that's how it always is. Are, are you sleep in the storm? How are you understanding your life? How do I know his presence? I can be sleep when everything's going hectic. I can be sleep when the waves are crashing over. I can be sleep when things seem like they're haywire. I can be sleep when it seems like my marriage is off. I can be sleep when it seems like my kids are acting a fool. I can be sleep. Why? Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Bible lets us know that he said, what, 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 what is it? He said, the disciples said, will you allow us to die? He went back to them and said, oh, ye of little faith. You didn't interrupt my sleep. It's bad when somebody break your sleep, ain't it? There is a spirit that comes upon you. Oh, my God. There's a spirit that just, it, it runs up very quickly. Might wakes you up. What, what, what? And you just, what are you? Don't get mad because I've learned to rest in his presence. And you see me smiling when I know that everything behind me doesn't look like it. When I've told you the story, I've told you where I am. Here's how you know it, because you hear people say this. Oh, I don't know how you survived in that. I don't, I don't know how you're getting through that one. I, I don't know why you would do that. Say, because I understand God's joy. His joy is producing a peace in my life like I've never seen before. So I'm not being phony. Please forgive me if you think that I'm supposed to be angry and sad. I'm just letting you know I'm not phony. Why I am hurt, I still recognize that God is with me. In his presence is joy. Point number two, joy is all consuming. Joy is all-consuming. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 20 says, For he will not often consider the troubled days of his life because God keeps him occupied and focused on the joy of his heart and the tranquility of God indwells in him. Here's where I want you to understand. My lens is different than your lens. How I see it is different than the way you see it. Forgive me if I don't jump on the negative bandwagon. I'm not pushing the reality out the way. I'm just trusting my God that's indwelling on the inside of me to let me know that everything is going to be all right. Well, you don't understand. This is what happened. But here is what I want to let you know. There's a joy that's all consuming that creates a lens for me to see the greatness and goodness of God. That's why the Bible says in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. How do I give thanks when all hell is broken loose? I've got a joy that's instilled on the inside of me. I can see pathways you can't see. I can see areas that God was moving inside of me that you can't see. You're looking with a natural eye, but God has given me a spiritual lens to look over this thing. I'm not defeated. This thing may have worn me out, but I haven't given up yet. I am planted in what God says. In my life, 
His joy is all-consuming. Forgive me if I'm still believing in the vision that he gave me 10 years ago. Because I have some joy. Forgive me if I find myself excited and still moving in this operation, even though you've given up hoping, you've quit and come back and quit again and come back. Forgive me if I've created an idea about how great my God is that I put the lens on that I'm going to stick with him no matter what in this situation. And I understand how you operate and I understand what people told you and I understand what the bank said about it and I understand what they gave you a credit score of and I understand how much you got denied last time but I'm sticking with God because what he gave me a spiritual lens to look out of uh, and that spiritual lens says I'm thankful in all things Uh, I don't even deserve to be at this point so the fact that you got me to this point means I'll trust you all the way it doesn't mean I'm going to stop right now but I'm going to see you go further and further with me and I won't lay down why because I understand in you there is a fullness of joy what's blocking your joy What's blocking your joy today? Is it the fact that it's taken too long? Is it the fact that all you keep seeing is from a negative lens? Is it the fact that God has blessed you so much that you don't even understand blessings anymore? Is it the fact that God has done too much? That now you believe you deserve it. And you've lost your joy because you're living out of a space where you think it's owed to you. Today I'm here to let you know you can be grateful. Every day I tend to wake up and say, God, I can't believe I get to live this out. I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe this is, oh my God, when, when you understand what's happening around you, when you see the calamity of the world, I, you chose me. Dude. I know, anybody know your alternate personality? Anybody know that person? The stuff you think in your head, if I had that, I swear, if I didn't know Jesus, the person I was. Like, if you ever watched a movie and said, I swear, this thing is about me. Because had I not met the Lord, I know what side I would have been on. Anybody recognize in your life that could have been you? And God spared you so much uh, that you wake up every morning knowing your inner thoughts are all jacked up and messed up and where you don't deserve to be. And you see where you are and you say, God, I'm just so thankful you chose me because here's the day I'll let you know I would have failed this thing had it been up to me but I'm grateful I'm grateful this joy is all consuming John 15 11 says and Jesus said I want you to have true happiness completely happy happy and joy are the same in Bible, but we tend to mix them up because happy becomes our feeling and happy becomes a result of doing something we want. But I need a joy that when I'm just as mad as I can be, I am still postured that I'll serve you till I die. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I'll still serve you. Am I mad right now? Yes. Are things rubbing me the wrong way? Yes. Are things getting on my nerves? Yes. But I still have a joy that is resilient enough to say I won't quit. Even though I feel the way I do, the joy of the Lord gives me what? Strength. 
It gives me strength enough to not quit at every moment of emotional change. Joy is all-consuming. And our last point is joy is healing. Proverbs 17, 22 says this, a joyful heart helps healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Some of us don't even understand we're killing ourselves with the lack of joy that we've allowed ourselves to receive. This is a word for somebody. You're putting too much pressure on yourself to complete it. That God is saying, you can't do it of yourself. And now you're not enjoying life anymore. You know the reason we complain the most? It's because we're taking on God's job. We're taking on God's job. And we're trying to carry a load. We were never meant to carry him. And we're finding ourselves in the place where we're trying to be the resource, the counselor, the understander, the spiritual guide, the healer. And we're trying to take the place of what God is speaking and saying in our lives. And the problem is, is we're killing ourselves trying to do what God has called us to do. You're trying to make your own way. You're trying to heal yourself. You're trying to be your own God. You're trying to prepare your own steps. You're trying to open your own doors. And you're trying to make a way out of no way. And that's God's job. And, and so you picking up God's job. And now you feel weighted. And you feel anxious. And you, you're suffering with areas of depression. I'm not talking about people who have that mental part of it. But you're putting yourself into a depressed state. Because you're putting unrealistic goals and responsibilities on yourself. That were never meant to be carried out by you and God is saying why are you taking my job when if you would just let go and allow me to take over I could be the all-knowing the all-consuming God and I could take care of you the way that you're supposed to be taken care of and I could bring joy in your life why because you would take your hands off of it and you say I don't have to worry about this thing anymore my healing is what in the hands of God what my deliverance is what in the hands of God uh, my freedom is what in the hands of God what my marriage is what in the hands of God my my relationship is what in the hands of God. My children are what in the hands of God. Take your hands off and allow yourself to heal. God, I need your joy. I'm worried about too much. I'm overwhelmed about too much. I need your joy today. I'm wearying myself to death because I'm missing the joy of the Lord. Anthony, some of us are making ourselves so sick because we're trying to achieve the things that God has already provided for. The Bible says, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But because you are missing his presence, you're not tapped into him because he's trying to tell you, I've already taken care of it. living our lives in stress and hardship unnecessarily God says I want to free you 
want to deliver you today. I want to give you hope. I want to give you peace. And I want to give you a resilient joy <laughs> that the world can't take away. The world didn't give it. Stop allowing what's happening in your life to take away your joy. It didn't give it to you. So guess what? It can't take it away. Today, I believe that God is going to break through the stronghold of the weightiness that's been inside of you. And he wants to unclog the blockage that's keeping you from experiencing the joy of the Lord, which is your strength James chapter 1 verse 2 says this dear brothers and sisters when troubles of any kind come your way consider it an opportunity for great joy for you know that when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow so let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed you will be perfect and complete needing nothing thank you for joining us for this week's message our hope is that you are encouraged and feel closer to God than ever before our vision is to see a mix of people coming together to change lives and the world if you would like to learn more about The Mix, please visit us at themixchurch.com or download the app and fill out a Connect card. We pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon.